Holly G with the Golf Insiders with one of my favorite, favorite guests, Damon Hack, host of Morning Drive on the Golf Channel. Hello, Big D. What's going on, Holly G? How are you? Well, I'm happy to say I finally got out and played some golf this weekend. Had a chance to play out at Aliqua Lakes. The course was just in perfect condition. And, you know, I really like this single cart, single <laughs> car thing. We got around in about two and a half hours. And, boy, I, I, I wish the courses could figure out how to make that work financially because that makes golf a lot of fun. It sure does. I did the same thing. I played uh, Forest Lake um, today, and, and we played in three hours, me and a buddy. And he was in his car, and I was in mine. I took my boys yesterday to play the Ritz-Carlton in Orlando. I played nine holes in about an hour and a half. So, yeah, you can definitely move around, um, and hopefully there will be some, some neat lessons that we learn from uh, this, with this otherwise sad situation for our country and world. Well, you know um... – the last few years, we've seen a lot of alternative vehicles uh, be introduced at the PGA show every January. You know, we've had golf skate caddies. We've had the Finn cycle, um, right. fat scooter. And I recently saw a company that has a single rider golf car, which, wow. uh, you know, it's like it's like a little, uh, you know, like a little uh, mini cart. And, you know, I think maybe courses are going to open up more to this, you know, type of alternative, uh, you know, vehicle. I'd love to see it happen. I've done the golf board, uh, which is kind of like a cool scooter slash skateboard with the golf bag on the back. And it's really mobile and fast. And it's neat that, you know, we want golf to keep its tradition, but we also want it to, to spin forward and, and also, you know, incorporate new things to keep it current and to attract younger players and, and other athletes that may not be interested in saying, hey, you know what, this is something I want to look into. I mean, whatever, I think golf has done a great job, I think, of striking that balance of honoring its roots, but also of trying to be modern where uh, necessary. Well, I think those of us that grew up playing the game walking – uh, I know for myself, when I moved to Florida, and you really don't have much opportunity to do that anymore, it really changes the game. I mean, you know, we had a great time, had plenty of socializing and social distancing when we played Sunday, but it also, in terms of playing your own game and keeping out, you know, the distractions and being able to go from point A to point B, uh, you know, it's... I really enjoyed it. It felt good, felt fun, and it was fast. Yeah, I, I think that's how the the guys down in South Florida do it. The the pros like Ricky Fowler and Rory and Tiger and DJ and those guys when they're playing golf, I'm pretty sure they're in their own cart and they're buzzing around to their own golf ball and and, and, and playing it about two hours plus. So I, I think there might be something to this that we can hold on to and and maybe incorporate as, as the, the months and years come go forward. Well, there's some big, exciting news that came out this week, and it uh, specifically uh, relates to the Golf Channel and NBC Sports. There is going to be a tailor-made driving relief event. Can you share about that on May 17th? Yeah, a nice little skins game for COVID-19 
relief involving uh, some of the bigger names in the game, uh, TaylorMade staffers Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson versus a couple of other TaylorMade guys and Oklahoma State Cowboys and good friends Ricky Fowler and Matt Wolf. So you've got, what, two major champions, a player cha- player's champion and one of the best recent collegiate uh, golfers of all time, and now, of course, is a PJ Tour winner in his own right, Matt Wolf. So they're playing down at Seminole, which is the Donald Ross Gem, which the site where Ben Hogan used to spend about 30 days in a row uh, during the winter to get ready for the Masters. Uh, it's a very private, exclusive golf club in Florida. Many people think it's the best golf club in the state, though Mountain Lake might give it a run for its money, but, but Seminole is definitely a great spot, a lot of history. Uh, future side of the of the Walker Cup, it'll be neat to see those players who live in South Florida performing, uh, having some some live sports will be great, and also for a, a wonderful cause for for our first responders in this case, doctors and nurses, uh, and, and ambulance and folks who are, are helping deal uh, with this COVID nineteen pandemic. Yeah, exciting to have live golf back on TV. It will be televised on Sunday, May 17th from 2 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC, as well as Golf Channel and Sky Sports. And I believe it's also going to be streamed on PGA Tour Live. So that is uh, super exciting. And yeah, you mentioned um, uh, Seminole is, uh, you know, rarely seen golf course. And so this is going to be pretty exciting for golf fans to see such an exclusive iconic club really is it's the club of major champs and also business titans and stars of of film and sports apparently tom brady uh got into the club recently the latest uh, acquisition uh quarterback of the tampa bay buccaneers now living in the state of florida it's a place that hosts an incredible member pro uh, pro member every year that arguably has one of the best fields you can find usually includes the likes of Rory and Ricky and Jack Nicklaus, uh, not to mention several, you know, high level amateur, uh, players. It's just, uh, one of those kind of bucket list items. I know that some reporters, my buddy Rex Hoggard, who's been on your show before has been there to walk the grounds and cover that. I've been fortunate to play Seminole uh, one time, and it's just a beautiful walk, right? Uh, Hard by the Atlantic Ocean uh, in Juneau Beach. It is a gorgeous piece of property steeped in history and tradition and just one of those places that you feel very fortunate to be walking on those grounds. Well, I'm a big-time Donald Ross fan, having grown up on Oak Hill Country Club up in Rochester, (laughs) New York. So um, I'm hoping maybe they, they might let a few, uh, few members of the media on to cover this, especially those right in the backyard. That would be pretty fun. Short drive, and uh, I think there'll be a, a long line of folks hoping that they get the tap to go. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be stuck here in Orlando chasing my triplet boys around, but ready to come on morning drive up on the Monday following to talk about what I imagine will be a great day of – of golf and fellowship and charity and, and just wonderful for sports fans and golf fans who are starving to see some some top level athletes perform at the highest yeah, highest level. As you mentioned, United Health Group has pledged three million dollars in charity skins. Those proceeds are going to the American Nurses Foundation 
and um, also the CDC Foundation. And then Farmers yes. Insurance is uh, pledging an additional one million for birdies and eagles. So uh, that's going to also benefit COVID healthcare workers. So there's a lot on the line here. There is, and golf does charity so well. It's just, it's almost like a seamless transition for for golfers to be able to go from competing for themselves to competing for others uh, in need. And we've seen it throughout the history of our game. And you know, wonderful folks like the late Arnold Palmer and his work with the Arnold and Winnie Palmer Hospitals in town, the Nicholas Children's Charities down south, uh, Ernie Else with the autism raising money. And I could go on and on. You could do a whole show or a whole week of shows on all the good that golf does and has done. And this is just goes right to, you know, on that same level of, of golfers giving back and, and helping those who are in need. And this is definitely a time, an era where there are a lot of people in need. Well, we spoke about uh, the Tiger and Phil match up with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. That's supposed to happen Memorial Day weekend at a yet-to-be-disclosed Florida golf course. What's up? They can't get a tee time for these guys? Got a scoop for us? <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I, I've heard a couple of rumors. I've heard Medalist, maybe, or the Floridian. Um, I think it'll be also somewhere in South Florida, as you know, so many great options to choose from in that Jupiter, Juno Beach, Palm Beach area. Uh, my guess is, is the Medalist Club. Uh, it could be the Bears Club, for all you know. Uh, I don't have any scoop on that, but I know that wherever Tiger and company and Tom Brady are, are knocking on the door, uh, that general manager and head professional and membership will likely answer and say, uh, come on down, uh, you're the next contestant, and the price is right. Uh, also, will be very helpful uh, for those in need during this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Speaking of Tiger... Some interesting um, comments from Tiger in a recent interview where um, he attributes, you know, the multitude of injuries and um, impact on his body and knees to his excessive running. Were you surprised by that? I'm not. I've done some, obviously, some reporting and reading on Tiger throughout the years and I knew he used to like to run a lot, even during major championship weeks. Occasionally, you could spot him running through the streets of Augusta, Georgia, uh, even while he was competing. There are stories of him running in combat-heavy boots uh, in hot weather because he was trying to mirror some of the work that uh, our nation's military does, in particular Navy SEALs and Green Berets. His father, of course, Earl, uh, late father, was a Green Beret himself. So I knew that Tiger loved to work out. Uh, he was as dedicated to his craft of working out as he as he has been to golf. So not a surprise that he feels like his body has broken down in part because he has punished it. He definitely used it to get a mental edge, a physical edge for um, competitive toughness as well. But, you know, there's no doubt that he's probably – uh, in his mid-40s, starting to pay the price for some of that hard work. Four back surgeries, five procedures done on his left knee, the latest coming last August. We know Tiger started off the year not in the best of shape. Uh, any updates on how he's doing? Certainly this layoff has uh, been to Tiger's advantage. No doubt. I got a, a phone call from a, a close friend and source uh, who has ties to 
Albany in the Bahamas who told me that this break is good for Tiger, that he was not in a good way. It's exactly why I didn't see him at Bay Hill. So I didn't see him at the Players' Championship. Uh, you're talking about tournaments where he's won eight and two times, respectively. So Tiger was not ready to compete. His back was bothering him. This layoff is going to do wonders for him. He needed some time off. He's got it. Now he's got six major championships to look forward in the next year plus. Uh, for someone who's got some work to do left to close the gap on Jack, he's three behind, four to eclipse him. Uh, two of those six majors will be Masters tournaments in November and April. I think that this could be uh, a beneficial break for Tiger Woods. Yes, and in a very strange uh, way, perhaps um, you know some stars aligning for him, given what's happened and the way that the schedule is going to be compacted that uh, could give him that open window. And we know Tiger, he, he likes to seize those opportunities. He puts the pedal to the metal. He does, and he knows that the sands of the hourglass are, are running through, and he knows that... Uh... He still has some big appointments that he wants to make. As great as that 15th major was, let's be honest, the, back in 07 and 08, the, the projections were for, for 20 to 25 majors to 90 to 100 wins. Now, 15 majors and 82 wins, nothing to sneeze at. But, uh, you know, we, we all thought that at this point in his career, Tiger would be putting the record books out of sight. So that may not be possible at this point, but he still, he believes, has some great days ahead, even if this is a gravy part of his career as he put it a couple of years ago doesn't mean he still can't play some great golf he's proven that um several times over the last couple of years contending for majors now winning a major winning on the pga tour at the zozo uh we have not heard or seen the last of eldrick tiger woods indeed we're four weeks out now damon from the hopeful restart of the pga tour the uh, Charles Schwab Championship at Colonial. Any updates on how the PJ Tour is moving ahead, and do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, I've talked to, to Kevin Na, the defending champ at Fort Worth, who said that the plan is to have players tested both at home and on site. So they're trying to do everything they can to keep the players and caddies and folks who will be there, you know, no fans for the first four events, but keep everyone on site safe. Um, I do know that some players still feel it's a bit optimistic that we still have to see what's going on. There are still people dying and still people being infected. And the, the numbers, you know, while they're improving, they're still not great. So um, it'll be specific to that town, specific to Fort Worth, what's going on there, uh, and specific to every city that the PJ Tour plans to travel. Uh, state governments are different. Local governments are different, so I imagine the PJ Tour has a lot of work to do, a lot of phone calls to make, doctors to speak to, economists to speak to, epidemiologists, everyone involved to speak to, to try to figure out the best way forward. So we're hopeful that four weeks time from now we'll see some PJ Tour golf, but I still think it's, even today, it's just a little bit optimistic. Well, Damon, we're keeping our fingers crossed and Thankfully, we've got the Golf Channel to keep our golf appetite full. And what's coming up on Morning Drive? Yeah, we're going to talk about a few different things coming up. We have a Sun Kang interview coming up on Friday. Anna Whiteley talks to him, a PGA Tour winner who won uh, back at the Nelson a couple of years ago now. And, and we're having a lot of fun kind of 
debating some evergreen topics, Tiger versus Jack versus Hogan, uh, Brooks Kepka losing to Michael Jordan in a on-course bet. So we're having a lot of fun trying to keep the, the good viewers entertained as we wait for professional golf's return. All right, Damon Heck from the Golf Channel and Morning Drive. Thanks so much for spending some time with us, my friend. Thank you, Holly G.